Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. and welcome back to another episode of a changing attitude the podcast where we take you down the dark deep journey through the attitude era of wwf to see whether it was as good as those rose-colored glasses tell us i am mags and on on the show with me this week um mr tanner from um from over there in texas this show was in your hometown um how are you sir Hello. Yes. Uh, this was a uh, yeah. The show took place in San Antonio, uh, the the birth town of of myself, hometown of Shawn Michaels, the place where the Alamo happened, home of the San Antonio Spurs and the Riverwalk, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, lots of great Mexican food as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, brilliant. Uh, but- <laughs> Also coming along with us is somebody who, as I assume, has never been to San Antonio, uh, but he's certainly been to Scotland, Kent, and London. Uh, Danny, Danny, how are you, sir? I'm really well, thank you, thanks. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. Um, normally, we would also have Ori here, uh, but unfortunately, she's having a, a, a bit of a family emergency, so uh, lots of love to, to her, and hopefully she will be back on the show uh, very, very soon. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this week's episode, we've uh, we've finally got there. Uh, we're we'd started to get deep into 1997 now, and we're actually at the first pay per view of 1997, uh, the the 1997 Royal Rumble. So this was, as Tanner alluded to, was in San Antonio, the Alamo Dome. 
um, a sellout crowd of 60,525. Uh, according to uh, Shagger Dave, um, it was actually more likely that there was 48,000 paid, uh, and a lot of the tickets went down um, to 5 to $10 prices, which... Kind of makes sense. WWE was certainly in a funk at this time in terms of ratings, uh, and mm. nothing uh, looks better than having a full sixty thousand uh, seater stadium. Um, so it, it it kind of does make sense. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the show. So we uh, we have a. a a pretty cool uh, opening video package focusing on essentially the prodigal son returning home to his uh, his native land of uh, of San Antonio he left as a boy and he's returning as a man Tanner what did you think of of Santana, uh, San Antonio's very own Shawn Michaels the 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 son of San Antonio coming home I mean, it's it's just it's just a wonderful time, you know, <laughs> to in, be alive <laughs> in 1997. You know, uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, uh, let, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, wrestling's always been pretty big in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, um, San Antonio I, is not traditionally, I would say, a wrestling town per se um, for for Texas. Um, but obviously, Sean is is one of uh, San Antonio's finest, and you know it's it's really just kind of like there's there's only so many things that like San Antonio. Um, this is not a knock on San Antonio at all. Um, great town, great great city. Um, but there's like there's the San Antonio Spurs, and then there's Shawn Michaels, and that's about it, right? <laughs> um, in terms of like notoriety, the Alamo, the Alamo's big. Um, but like that, yeah, like those would be like your three big things. If you're from San Antonio, like, oh, you know, the, the Spurs, you know, Sean, you know, the Alamo. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's no, no surprise that when Sean Michaels turns up in the Alamo dome in San Antonio, Texas, that there's a raucous reception for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, we see that we've got Jim Ross, uh, Vince and Jerry Lawler on commentary. Uh, for now, Jerry Lawler. We'll see him. Uh, we'll see him a little bit later on uh, as he's one of the entrants in the Royal Rumble. Uh, but the card opens with uh, uh, the uh, Goldust versus um, Hunter Helmsley. Um, we get a little bit of a backstory about why this feud has, has come to pass with uh, Jerry Lawler calling uh, Goldberg uh, Goldust some horrific, sl- um, bigoted slander. Um, we've got Hunter Hearst yeah. Helmsley, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, I mean, I, they, um, they actually bleeped it out on this, which is good. Mm. They didn't uh, bleep it out on the original uh, episode of, of Raw, which uh, was was quite jarring. But then mm. we also see uh, Triple H and his uh, attempt at kidnap and sexual assault. Um, but then we we actually get uh, the intercontinental match, and we see Hunter Selmsley has got himself a a new sexy young valet in one big old Mister Curtis Hughes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we we get um, um, for me a slow match, uh, and I want to say it was very. Um, slow paced. Um, we know that these two can can go with with some of the best of them around nineteen ninety seven, but this felt like a miss for me. Um, nothing really kind of 
out there in terms of uh, things that were offensive or, or botched, I suppose. Just you know that both these guys could could do better. And um, I'm certainly glad that we're getting to the point where this feud is is coming to an end. The stuff with uh, with uh, Jerry Lawler has not sold me whatsoever. Uh, Hunter as this kind of lecherous uh, pervert is is not something that that I'm particularly interest, interested in. Uh, but we get a fairly decent 16-minute match, certainly not a, a good opener, not something that you would want to kind of rile up the crowd and get you excited for a pay-per-view. Um, Tanner, what did you think of uh, of this opening match? Man, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm kind of in the same camp as you. Um, this match was... Uh, it, it's it's decent right like if you if you look back on it triple h and 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 you know dustin Rhodes are both uh great workers right they they both have a enormous knowledge base they're supremely talented um and this is a, again a real turning of the corner compared to some of the stuff that we would have seen in the um late 80s early 90s but again uh, the whole angle of Triple H trying to steal away Molina because he thought Goldust may have been uh, gay. Um, <laughs> it was kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, the it's very creepy. Triple H is a very <laughs> creepy kind of character in this angle. Um, yeah, it's just very distasteful. Um, overall, uh, the match was fine. I suppose I was just I was just more relieved that it was over. <laughs> you know that the match is over, and hopefully that this angle is over um, more than anything else. Yeah, I mean we we get some interesting stuff in in the match. There's the there's um the the figure four, which is a kind of a throwback to one of Triple H's mentors. Uh, we mm-hmm. see uh, we see um, Triple H kiss Marlena. We see Mister Hughes get involved for for the distraction. We see the Intercontinental title come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Triple H does come away with the victory, uh, retains his his, his title. Uh, Danny, uh, are you glad to see the back of this uh, of this feud? And uh, and what did you think of the match in general? Absolutely, yeah, glad to see the back of it. Um, this, uh, I think the announcers were glad to see the back of it because they cut away to um, Colin Ray uh, during, and in an awkwardly timed interview that couldn't have waited till after. So. <laughs> and to- Todd Pettingill with a, a shaved haircut as well. Mm. Mm. That was weird to see as well. <laughs> but, yeah, I was glad to. Uh, and overall, yeah, it was a... It was a very slow match, as you both alluded to. Um, it could have they could have shaved off at least five minutes of this for me. Yeah, it was and, a very um, long, very mm-hmm. long match. Yeah, that's that's uh, what I think of it. And then after that, we get a couple of backstage segments uh, of uh, what tends to happen with a, a Royal Rumble, that you get um, little vignettes of, of entrants uh, bulling themselves up, really kind of letting you know why they're going to win. We see uh, Bret Hart just chilling, uh, in the in the locker room, uh, saying that he's a marked man uh, and that he's uh, he's going to win the Royal Rumble. Then we see Mankan uh, saying he sees the Royal Rumble as an opportunity to hurt people, even those who he likes, and that it's going to be it's going to be a nasty, which is a, a little bit creepy. Um, can't lie. Uh, then we go to um, the the second match, um, Farouk versus Ahmed Johnson. Farouk uh, flanked by. Uh, 
this first iteration of the Nation of Domination with uh, the, the the wannabe white rappers uh, Snow and Eminem. Um, yeah, um, Farouk coming out in and starting the fight in in leather pants. Bit weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, is it is it weird? Like, I mean. Yeah, he would later wear jeans, like full jeans, and then I guess go back to the spandex. Yeah, um, I, I suppose, and and we have to compare him as well to Gladiator Farouk, which yes. was the weirdest of the weird. So wearing leather pants maybe not as weird, but it <laughs> it was all to kind of have a little spot where he's he gets essentially his, his pants ripped off by <laughs> by Ahmed Johnson, which is cool. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> This match, uh, I, I thought it was a, a, a nice way to kind of put to bed this very elongated feud. This has been going on since, essentially, since we started the show, uh, or a few weeks into starting the show. Uh, with Then with injuries and gimmick changes, it's kind of been put on the back burner. Uh, but we finally got that kind of a blow-off match. Uh, it, again, like the first one, it was a little bit slow, Um but at least it was only around half of the the, the time. Uh, we get the 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 obvious uh, in, uh, influences from the from the, uh, the the nation leading to the the, the DQ finish. I would have liked a, a more definitive finish, I suppose. But you've got to keep Farouk looking strong. The nation is a, a relatively new um, concept, and that's going to be something that that he really gets his teeth into over the next year or so. Uh, but it also makes Ahmed uh, still look uh, look pretty strong. Um, there was some interesting chair shots to uh, to Ahmed's kidney area, uh, and I like the way that Farouk picked a, a specifically cushioned chair. Uh, there was a lot of padding on that chair. Protect your, protect your opponent at all times, I suppose. Uh, and we also see D'Lo Brown again, uh, making a, another appearance. Um, mm. Not mentioned by name yet, but he's obviously will become one of the the, the bigger members of, of the nation. But yeah, Danny, what did you uh, what did you reckon to to this match? A decent blow to the feud, or another uh, storyline where you are glad to see the back of it? Yeah, it was definitely uh, something I'm happy to see the back of again. <laughs> but uh, one thing really stood out to me during this was the after the match. Uh, you see uh, Armour Johnson just power of a plunge. Um, who was that? Was that D'Lo? He, pull up, pull up, he went through the table. No, I don't think it was D'Lo this time. He went oh. through the car. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> who was that who went through the table? <laughs> I think it was just one of the, the Normark ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That looked absolutely brutal because I mean, everything was on the table. You um, can, yeah, he lands pretty much on two monitors, uh, mm. and he the 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 twist only uh, for the pearl river plunge only just comes with a millisecond to go. Otherwise, he's landing essentially on his neck and his and his shoulder. Um, but you, you could kind of telegraph that a table was going to go through because Vince had already introduced the Spanish and French uh, uh, commentary team. So one of those were were getting bummed out this week. This time it was the I think it was the French one that the, they went through. Yeah. But yeah, that was probably the most interesting part of the match. To be fair, yeah. What did you think of it, Hannah? Yeah, I mean, look when when all this started all these many months ago and there was some hype behind it about Ahmed Johnson and Farouk and them having this this big 
heated match here, and then it kind of, uh, I guess, kind of subsided a bit because of Ahmed Johnson's uh, kidney injury. Um, you know, it, it felt like okay, we might be we might be brewing something special here as time goes on, and it's just felt like it's gone on too long now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, this again, the match is. It is what it is. I feel like I, I feel like it could have all it could have been so much better, but given all of the circumstances behind it, I, I think that it would have it it maybe never would have lived up to the hype that maybe we initially got when we see okay here's Ahmed Johnson, here's you know Ron Simmons right it's 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 disappointing so i i, I can't help but agree with both you and danny here on this one mm-hmm. and, and and i think if if we hadn't had that injury and we'd have got the the storyline um coming to its natural conclusion in in a, a timely manner it probably would have been, had a better payoff it's the fact that, that we've had to forget about the story and then revisit it uh months down the line um it's it's it kind of lost its its spark, lost its momentum. It, I suppose it lost its smile. Yeah. <laughs> ah, now that's that's a, a future episode, so very very re- uh, a very soon future episode. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
But after that match, we get some more uh, uh, the the Rumble vignettes. Uh, we see Santan uh, Santan. Why am I saying Santana? This is really I don't weird. Know. San Antonio. Car- Carlos Santana. He came yeah. out and did he the wants Royal to be Rumble. So smooth. Yeah, Royal Rumble <laughs> halftime show with yeah with uh, what's his face from Matchbox Twenty. Rob yeah. Thomas. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but no, we actually get Terry Funk uh, and he's talking about uh, how all the rest of the 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 stars in the Rumble are faster, younger, stronger. But this is Texas and he's Texas bred. Texas uh, fed, and he is yeah. also born to rumble, apparently. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that he says he's Texas bred because, uh, you know, given his number in the Royal Rumble, he's nothing but Texas toast, if you will. This was, um, it was a really good promo, though, wasn't it? It was like he knew exactly how oh. to cut it. Oh yeah, yeah. A huge fan of Terry Funk. You know, yeah. I mean, the man deserves all the respect in the world uh, mm-hmm. for for everything that he's done to himself for everybody in in the wrestling world. Really, yeah. And I think this is the era, if I if I've got my dates right, where Terry Funk was actually um, working for ECW at the time, mm. uh, and and that kind of working relationship between WWF and ECW uh, is what essentially got got Terry the gig. Uh, but after Terry, we get uh, Todd uh, Pettingill interviewing uh, Farouk and the Nation. They go over what's happened in, in the match. Said it's the, the first shot in a war against Ahmed Johnson. I hope to God it was also the last shot. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, he, Farouk says that if he sees Ahmed in, in, the, in the rumble, then he's going to put me away. Calls Ahmed oh, and Uncle Tom Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and then we we build into uh, Vader versus versus The Undertaker. And, yeah, again, I'm, I was left deflated with this match. Um, and I think a lot of the reason for it is, is the, the very lacklustre build to this. Mm. Um, essentially, the, the build was... Um, when both guys were were perhaps vying for that for that world title uh, in uh, in a recent raw that we that we covered, uh, it's led to to this match. Um, but it was a, a an average big man match. Both these guys are um, for me need a better dance partner than 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 the other. Obviously, Vader um, did really well with, against uh, the smaller opponents in in the the likes of Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Um, Undertaker is becoming that that kind of ring veteran, but he's still probably not quite there yet. Uh, and yeah, this this match just felt like it had no no meat on the bone for me. Um, we we get the the kind of uh, the greatest hits of of, of both guys' moves. Um, we see the, the attempts at old school, but Vader's uh, got it scouted. We see. Uh, um, the power bombs from Vader. Uh, we see chalk slams. Uh, we see Paul Bearer coming out and getting involved, um, getting essentially no sold by by Taker. Um, weird combination of Bearer and uh, Vader for me. Don't really look like two people who would uh, would be uh, on the same wavelength, I suppose. Um, but yeah, interesting uh, finish with uh, with Vader picking up the the victory. Um, 
I, I can understand why he's lost quite a lot of, uh, of big matches recently and, and Undertaker's always going to be somebody who is essentially bulletproof when it comes to, to results. But uh, Tanner, uh, let us know your, your thoughts on this match. You would think that given both men's time um, and experience that they would have been able to pull off um, a, a better match. This is still not a bad match, but I think that this is um, far from, a, again, the expectations that maybe were set before it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, it does seem a bit rushed, um, this particular this particular angle between the two and this particular match between the two. Um, and I'm, if my memory serves me correctly, we, we don't really go anywhere from here uh, between these two. Um, so I, could, I, I could be wrong. I think they're both in the the, the main event for the next pay per view, but it's more um, because we'll see the title get vacated and stuff like that, which we will get into future episodes of of the show. But uh, mm-hmm. essentially, um, Michaels wins the title. He then loses his smile. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there's some kind of like. Um, Controversy with the finish of the rumble, which we will get to later, which leads to uh, a four-way at the next pay-per-view. The pay-per-view going into into WrestleMania, uh, and I think Vader's involved. Is uh, Austin, Brett, um, and mm. Taker uh, involved? So, yeah, essentially that's what it's it's leading to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I, I would hope again that with a little bit more time we could get some some better outings between the two. But it does it, again. This is far from the worst match on the card, but it, it no. does again leave you with a sense of wanting, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a decent enough big man match, and I think it's it's definitely an improvement upon maybe what we saw in the previous match with Ahmed Johnson and Farouk. Um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, Undertaker could have. Um, I, I've kind of been on his case throughout this this series. I mean, Undertaker certainly could have um, done a bit more in, in, in this era. Vader, actually, this is kind of this is kind of prime Vader. I feel like, um, but I don't know. I, th- I think that we could have certainly gotten better between these two. Yeah, um, I I agree with you, and I think a lot of that is the build that they haven't had a lot of time mm-hmm. to to get people invested. Um, and like I said, both it, it felt like they were dialing it in for me. Uh, yeah. this was definitely not their their best work. But the we do get an interesting uh, uh, end to the match with uh, uh, Taker choke slamming the ref. Um, essentially throwing a, a temper tantrum and then he actually squares up to Vince McMahon, uh, shouts in his face um, and then we see uh, uh, Paul Bearer and Vader um, walking away um, essentially Paul Bearer to the camera saying that he's the smartest one and he's uh, he got one over on on, uh, on Taker. Uh, Danny, what do you think of this uh, this kind of finish and uh, the, the match in general? I was really surprised because uh, I thought the Undertaker was going to win this, um, <laughs> but it was uh, yeah, it was really good um, how Vader just hit him with his finish and then got the free count. Um, I didn't like uh, Paul Bearer just randomly just showing up out of nowhere. I think if he came out with Vader, it would have been a bit more effective. But 
yeah, other than that, um, I used to covered it already. It was kind of like a clash of styles mm -hmm. uh, to me, but yeah, yeah. So then after that, we'll get some more um, Royal Rumble entrant vignettes. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, just having a, an, an, uh, a wander backstage, uh, complains uh, that the cameramen are, are where they don't belong, uh, says that he's not going to talk to anybody until he throws 29 pieces of trash over the top rope uh, and then essentially tells the cameraman to, to, to cut and, and stick it. Mm. And then we get arguably one of the best... Um, Royal Rumble vignettes in the history of uh, of this great sport. Uh, British Bulldog arriving at the arena, uh, suitcase in tow. Uh, says he's got history with Royal Rumbles. Um, the fans um, cheer for for Bulldog, and then he utters the the line that will go down in infamy: that I'm going to make history by winning the Rumble tonight because. I'm bizarre. Just <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Love um, it. Got me heart for the Royal Rumble. I want to see just how bizarre uh, David Boy Smith is. Uh, but that leads to uh, to um, a horrific, horrific match. I hated this match with with all my being. Um, so we got the uh, the Lucha Libre match. Um, the so it was Hector Garza, uh, Kanek and Perro Aguayo taking on Fuerza, uh, Guerrera, Heavy Metal and Estrada. Um, yeah, this was uh, to do with the, the, the links between CMML um, mm. and AAA that, that WWE had been, uh, WWF at this time had been, had been kind of fostering. Um, essentially, like the twenty twenty two Royal Rumbles, they didn't have enough talent in the in the ranks to fill those Rumbles. So it was bring up some guys from uh, from Mexico to 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 make up the numbers uh, and to uh, bump that up. They had to involve essentially give the the Lucha Libres a, a spot on the on the show. Now, normally, a Lucha Libre match would be quite exciting. you get some really uh, cool technical wrestling, uh, maybe some mm -hmm. stuff in 1997 that a lot of Western fans and a lot of casuals had, had never really seen before. Uh, mm. But what we got here was, was none of that. It was, it I was think what, I disappointing. Think yeah, I think mm. what you're getting here um, is the distinct difference between CMLL and pretty much every other uh wrestling league wrestling league wrestling company uh in mexico right mm -hmm. uh cmll has always been a more traditionalist wrestling company um you know i think they still do two out of three falls rules to this day uh for their matches um which i mean yeah, that's that's actually uh, I th I find that to be kind of cool, but it is all more about that technical ground base kind mm -hmm. of style of lucha libre as opposed to what you would have seen had you turned on Nitro and Soul, um, you know Eddie Guerrero or Rey Mysterio, Psychosis, Juve. Um, you know, it's very very different from that style. Um, so if you are like. Oh man, we're gonna get some lucha action here. 
Um, it's not the the lucha kind of action that I think that most people uh, think of when they when they envision mm-hmm. lucha libre. Um, the, those that you have in this match here, I mean, look, you've got uh, Pero Aguayo, who would have been in his fifties at this time, probably. Yeah. Uh, Hector Garza, a pretty new face on the scene. You know, uh, with all intents and purposes, I think he was the youngest person in the match, if I'm not Yeah, uh, I think, uh, if I remember rightly, Fuerza Guerrero was actually hooving to Guerrero's dad. Uh, yes, I think that you're probably right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at this time, AAA was the company that had all of the, the cool connections with WCW, yeah. uh, WWF said okay well we'll we'll partner up with cmll the other guys and it uh uh yeah i I don't know if this was the right move per se hector Hector garza would have been a huge get i think had they given him the time but uh you you really got a lot of guys who are past their prime here Mm. yeah and, and and you do make a good point that this is classic um, technical map-based wrestling, but when you, uh, as a Western fan who who doesn't have a lot of access to that, you see Nitro and you see these half flyers and you see this uh, this amazing technical skill, and you think that that's what WWF are bringing to the table, and then you see chain wrestling on on the mat, you mm. see uh, we see tests of strength, you see uh, yeah. submission moves, <laughs> it's. It's very jarring to watch. Um, mm. uh, well, you also have to remember this is in San Antonio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, San Antonio uh, is a massive uh, market for, uh, for I guess, more or less uh, lucha libre. And, and that, that's really kind of where uh, I think wrestling is, is big in San Antonio, is the lucha libre experience. So the, you're getting a lot of people... Uh, especially uh, Hispanic people who are going to be very familiar with a lot of these names. Pero Aguayo certainly mm-hmm. um, would have been huge. Uh, you know, if you if you told people in San Antonio in 1997, Pero Aguayo was going to be there, uh, they would know who you're talking about. But <laughs> you just like if you it, it, if you were going out of your way to try and like showcase something and give people some, a reason to be excited. This is not the match. If you're trying to get butts and seats, then maybe you did the right thing here. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, for me, the what kind of hit the 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 nail on the head was when you see um, uh, Pero. Uh, I think it's Pero Guayo. He goes for a, a top here. Um, he then clams um, onto the ropes and uh, and then onto the apron and does an axe handle, um, and you think. This is the best we're getting. This is going to be the most technical wrestling that we we're going to get from this. Um, yeah, then we see him essentially botch the the double stomp, uh, gets the elbow drop, picks up the win. Yeah, I, I mean, people may really love this. I thought it was a whole big bag of shit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, Danny agrees. It's, it's a yeah. bit harsh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this was this was not this was not a good match. <laughs> no, I mean you're right with that. I mean, even the crowd was dead during this entire match. I don't know if you noticed, but yeah, it was just there was like there was no one there. Um, and particularly the... all the green goes, you know, that were in the crowd. They were they were pretty silent. 
the thing with uh, that made me laugh was um, <laughs> was Vince McMahon saying, "Only in the WWF will you see action like this." Yeah, <laughs> very, very true. Yeah, this the, sucks. Yeah, the, the fourth match in a row that we've seen action like this. Um, totally. But that leads us straight into uh, into the whole point of the Royal Rumble pay per view, the Royal Rumble thirty man over the top row uh, match. Uh, we get yeah. Fink actually coming to the the, uh, the ring to uh, announce the attendance. He actually says uh, sixty thousand four hundred seventy seven, which is uh, actually lower than the the original figure. That's normally not <laughs> WWE's way. They're normally bulking up by a few a few thousand. Um, he then goes through the rules of the Rumble. Um, uh, new entries come down apparently every 90 seconds, but there's a lot of times when um, it's a little bit over, a lot of times when it's a little bit under. Uh, there is a lot of technical issues uh, in this match. Uh, sometimes you see the clock, sometimes it, you don't. Sometimes you'll hear wrestling music, sometimes you don't. It's all <laughs> pop look. Um, mm. But we see um, that Crush is uh, number one from Nation and Domination. Now, who could be number two? Gee, let me think. As if this wasn't pre-planned, Ahmed Johnson is number two. Because uh, he's wow. the shit. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then uh, they brawl, and I think uh, it's Razor, uh, Tanner's, one of Tanner's favourites, Razor Ramon, coming out in, in number three. He gets the jobber entrance of no clock or music, which is fun. Um is, is, look- is 1997 two, two before the clock? I mean, I suppose, but there's times when you do see the clock, though, so it's I a guess, bit... I guess it's you're a right. Bit, it's a bit weird. Um, yeah. but I didn't before, notice. I was just like, oh, who's coming out? <laughs> unfortunately for you, Tanner, uh, Razor yeah. doesn't last that long. Yeah, he, he gets a little bit of action in there, and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he he tries to to scuffle with Ahmed Johnson, and that turns out just great for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just gets dumped out <laughs> nearly and immediately. We we're quickly on the road to the end of this uh, ridiculous um, Razor and Diesel um, situation. See, Jim Ross, you Jim, <laughs> you said this about three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> The key, I mean, they have to use the the, the stars because the talent uh, roster is, is threadbare. Yeah, no, you're but right. we are getting to the point where th- these characters won't turn up anymore. We've already got Jim Ross kind of like uh, moving away from heel Jim Ross back to mm. bad girl Jim Ross. Tanner just decided to leave. That's awesome. Um, I don't know if he's coming back. We'll ca- there he is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we we so offended by by God Jim Ross. <laughs> I was, I'm not going to have any Jim Ross besmirchment here on this show. <laughs> no, he, he's probably he's probably at commentary or like behind the scenes, <laughs> being like Vince. I I, I should have told you, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. why did you go and hire these guys, Vince? <laughs> like. By God. <laughs> I didn't want to be a heel, by God. I'll kiss your ass next time. Um, but after after um, Razor is eliminated, we see Farouk uh, in the aisle to tease 
uh, Ahmed. Ahmed does the the old macho man special where he eliminates himself. Uh, uh, to... he, he pointed at the air in a circle and, and he, he, <laughs> oh, yeah. he started pound, pounding on his elbow, threatening the, the elbow drop. That's what he did. So that that essentially gives Crush a little bit of breathing space uh, in there on his own. Uh, Finish, I think it's Finish. Godwin is in next. Uh, then Austin comes out. Um, yeah, there you go. This is where the rumble starts to change. Yeah. I know. I just want to say one thing about Stone Cold. It was a surprisingly low reaction when he came out. Did you notice that? Yeah, it, it was a bit underwhelming. Um, but he's while he is a native Texan, um, he he was very very strong heel at this time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think we're going to start seeing that corner turn here after WrestleMania, where you're going to start hearing Stone Cold's pops get a lot stronger. Yeah, but it's it's the same thing that we've kind of reiterated week after week on the show that the the Austin three sixteen. I uh, think didn't take off instantly like the WWE likes to portray that it did. We yeah. now we're now into year two of Austin three sixteen and it's still it's still kind of like slowly coming to a a, a rolling boil, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh but you you're right, Danny doesn't get a, a huge pop, but he does uh he does become the Iron Man of the of the show. I think uh he ends up uh um eliminating Crush, uh oh no, eliminates Phineas after uh, Phineas has eliminated Crush, uh, we get Bart Gunn. He's not in the in the um, match for too long. Uh, whiffs on the first attempt at a clothesline. Uh, he's eliminated on the second. We then get Jake Roberts comes in. Uh, then <laughs> number eight, the bizarre one himself, Bulldog. Um, comes out, which is uh, we start getting uh, quite a few names in 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 the match. We then see um, Roberts get thrown out. Uh, Piroth, I think, from Triple H is in at nine. Um, Sultan at ten. Eleven was actually probably the biggest Mexican star uh, in in the business uh, at the time. Mil Mascaris. Um, mm. He he goes into a bit of a, a, a trading of chops against the Sultan. Mill Mascaris at this point has been in the business for about forty years. <laughs> no, seriously, he, at least twenty or twenty to thirty. I mean, yeah, he's definitely he's, one of the biggest and, stars of in, in Mexico. But uh, wow. and and yeah. one of the 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 kind of caveats for him to to be in this match was that he wasn't to be eliminated by anybody. Uh, that's why you see him uh, essentially eliminate himself later in the match when he does the 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 dive over the top rope. Yeah, he was uh, in his contract with the company that that no WWE or WWF wrestler was was uh, allowed to eliminate him. Um, but That's we insane. see, yeah, <laughs> um, we see Owen Hart in at thirteen. He helps to eliminate Bulldog, which uh, causes a little bit of friction there. Uh, he claims it's an accident, and Bulldog's like, "You bloody eliminated me, bloody hell." How yeah. dare you? We didn't even get a chance to see him do anything bizarre. Like he didn't run around and lick all like the, the <laughs> corner turnbuckle pads. He didn't. He, he didn't well, like Dave the bulldog steal. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. He didn't like try to you know do anything super weird. Uh... <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I mean, Nothing. He just he wasn't in it long enough, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so fourteen is gold dust. Um, 15, I think, is uh, Cibernetico, uh, and 
straight away, Mil Mascos is, is ripping at Stephen Etikor's mask. 16 is uh, Mark Miro. Um, Mil Mascos throws out both the, the, the other Mexicans in the match and then eliminates himself, as I, as I, as I mentioned. Um, mm. Then we see Goldust eliminating Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. 17 was Latin Lover. Yes. Yeah, mm. Latin Lover. Throws a he, he super kicks pretty much everybody. Yeah, good on him. He, yeah. he came in here like a house on fire, uh, just tearing everybody down. Is mm-hmm. good showing here for a Latin lover. Uh, we see Farouk at eighteen. He eliminates Latin lover. Uh, I think also Owen eliminates <laughs> Goldust around this time. Uh, Ahmed comes out with the two by four. He uh, he eliminates Farouk. Does he? I mean, he throws him over the top robes, but uh, he wasn't in the match, so I don't no. know if that counts. Maybe it feels a little bit kind of like Maven and Undertaker-esque there, mm. uh, perhaps. Um, Austin, uh, meanwhile, uh, eliminates uh, Miro and, and Owen. Uh, Savio Vega comes in. Uh, Double J, Jesse James is in. He's uh, he's out pretty much straight away. Um, mm. So at this point, Austin is essentially cleaned house, uh, having yeah. a little bit of a rest. Yeah, this is the uh, the infamous spot of him going up to sit on the turnbuckle pad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's like he's looking at his imaginary watch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's a spot that they, I think they repeat it uh, in the next year's Royal Rumble. Um, mm. But yeah, he he hears um, Brett's music hit, uh, and we get that uh, that zoom up on his uh, on his shocked face as if he didn't realise Brett was was in the match. Um, <laughs> but we we get a cool little uh, little um, ninety second match between those two before um, the King's music hits, and he stands up from. Uh, from the commentary booth, says mm. um, he's uh, if you want to, he's going to win like a stops his sentence, enters the ring, gets whooped straight away, comes back and finishes his sentence, uh, which I thought was a, a cool touch. Uh, I've been sandbagging on on Lola all the way through this show, but I thought that was a, a cool touch. That not being in the match long enough to to even finish his sentence, I, I think the. This was a bit of a botch. It felt like they were trying to break the record of uh, Luke Bushwacker. He was meant to get in the ring and then it'd be eliminated straight away. But uh, unfortunately, Brett needs two punches to, to knock him out of the, the, the match. But still a funny, uh, cool spot. It was. Um, they, did you notice they repeated this in uh, 2012 with uh, Michael Cole, Booker T and the King when they all ran in the ring uh, from the announce table. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I always yeah. like little things like that. Yeah, little uh, throwbacks and little kind of uh, yeah. um, uh, stuff like that, yeah. Uh, so 23 is Diesel. Um, 24. <laughs> wow. Poor Glenn Jacobs. Uh, hey, there's, 20... nothing, there's nothing wrong with, with <laughs> Glenn Jacobs nowadays, uh, you know, uh, besides being a mayor, uh, you know, I mean, he's 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 living a fairly good life. Let's not let's not pity Glenn Jacobs here. Uh, you know, he's he's living his life uh, <laughs> pretty well, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up um, at twenty four is Terry Funk, Rocky Maivia yeah. at twenty five, Mankind at 
26, and we see a little kind of a uh, battle between Funk and Mankind, which is always cool. Anytime Mick Foley and Terry Funk uh, go at each other, it's uh, it's always a fun time. 27 is uh, Flash Funk, which uh, brings a lot of uh, comedy from the, the, the commentary about there being two Funks. I bet this, bet this would have made Vince's blood boil. Because we all know how he hates wrestlers who have the same names. I'm surprised he didn't. No, he's just called Flash. God damn it! Oh no, he's just called Terry. <laughs> it's like um, uh, when Hurricane came to the WWF, he wasn't allowed to be called Shane because there was already a Shane in the on screen. So I can see what you mean, Max. Yeah. Um, so after that, 28 is Vader. Um, 29 is the other pig farmer, Henry, and the final one, uh, Undertaker, uh, mm. 30. So we've got a, a pretty packed um, ring now. Uh, Taker comes in and, and lays the smack on everybody. Uh, Vader throws uh, Flash Funk out. Um, then we see uh, Taker uh, choke, slamming uh, uh, Godwin out of the ring. Rocky Maivia goes for a crossbody, uh, but uh, Mick Foley gets the the mandible claw and is able to push Rocky over the over the ropes. Um, Mankind and Terry Funk uh, end up on the apron. Um, Mankind suplexes uh, Funk to the floor, and then Taker uh, essentially pushes him to to join him. That leads to um, one of the more important uh, spots in in this match, where those two uh, Funk and Mankind are brawling on the outside. So that distracts all the referees around the ring uh, for them to to uh, come and, and and tear the two guys apart, uh, which means that they miss Brett throwing out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Uh, Austin uh, stands at the on the, on the the ringside, leaning on the apron, realizes that no one has actually uh, seen him, uh, and then sneaks his way uh, back into the ring. Um, he then dumps out uh, Taker and Vader, who are, who are grappling against the ropes, whilst uh, Brett uh, eliminates Diesel. Brett thinks he's won, and then Austin uh, throws Brett out, and, and the referees come in and declare uh, declare Brett the winner. So, interesting uh, finish, a uh, very unique finish to a, to a rumble. And again, we see... Uh, uh, Vince McMahon getting chastised by one of his uh, one of his um, uh, talents. Uh, Brett is not a happy bunny whatsoever, and a relatively quick pay per view as well. Uh, a re- I mean, a relatively quick Royal Rumble uh, in less than an hour. Um, mm-hmm. What what did you guys think of, uh, of of this Rumble? What did you guys think of the finish? Uh, uh, how do you think it went? Uh, let's go to you first, uh, Tanner. Um, so this one historically has gotten a lot of flack for not being very good. Um, but I mean, I would say this is, I would actually, would have rather seen this as opposed to, uh, the one that we got here in 2022. Um, this, this actually had at least some semblances of excitement. Um, even though the CMLL er, uh, wrestlers earlier in the night did not, uh, uh, draw so much inspiration, um, I think that they at least added an element of something different, even though we all kind of knew that they really didn't stand a chance here. Um, the Austin and Bret Hart dynamic seemed to work pretty well. Um, and then the finish was, was really good, too. Like I, I liked how it kind of got down to, 
you know, the the last group of like really big stars, and then it ends with Austin dumping out Bret Hart, uh, just to further, you know, <laughs> you know, further inflame that feud. I I, I thought this was actually uh, pretty decently done. Not the best Royal Rumble uh, on the face of the planet, uh, but you do get a lot of really. Uh, really good moments here, um, especially mm-hmm. from Austin and Brett. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Yep, Danny, your, yep. your views? Yeah, definitely the same as that. Um, this whole thing was a uh, storyboard for Bret Hart and uh, Stone Cold uh, heading into what they would be feuding. I mean, they were still feuding last year, but now they'll be feuding continuing. So this was pretty good. I think um, this Rumble has a lot to be um, on on competition with in terms of badness. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it, definitely. Yeah, uh, for me, it doesn't rank up against the the very best rumbles, mainly because of just how sparse the the roster was. When you're having to rely on uh, uh, links with CMLL, when uh, the amount of jobbers in the match, um, it is all about uh, very isolated moments. And then the, the I think the finish is brilliant, uh, really well worked, uh, and it it kind of. Uh, it, it changes the dynamic of, of what happens at, at WrestleMania because obviously there's controversy about who wins, uh, which leads to the, the, the pay-per-view next and, and the winner of the Rumble not actually getting a title match, which is uh, which is very, very unique. Um, I did like Brett as well, kind of showing more of that that uh, heel side that, he, that we're going to see of him. He uh, essentially grabs uh, Vince by the by the collar we see jim ross uh, essentially brown nosing brett saying yeah I, I i saw you eliminate him um that jim ross will will soon change his tune when he becomes austin's uh, essentially mouthpiece and then king saying that they should suspend brett uh, from the wf for laugh um that may be coming sooner than you think king um <laughs> but yeah I, I i thought that this this rumble has saved the rest of the pay per view for me. Um, if you if you go and watch this this uh, pay per view, you would probably be, be skipping the majority of the show to get to this match. I think definitely. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for for the main event, um, and we get a, a bit of a recap of what's happened with uh, with uh, Shawn Michaels and Sid, and how we've got to this point. Uh, the the attacks on uh, on Jose Lothario, the putting Pete Lath- Pete Lothario that will never not be funny. Uh, putting Pete Lothario through a table, um, uh, Shawn Michaels essentially having to grow up and uh, and. Um, look after his mentor rather than, than uh, um, retain the title. Um, yeah, the 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 promo is uh, essentially just the greatest hits of what's happened in this storyline. Then we see Shawn Michaels uh, um, claiming he had flu. I don't know if that's uh, that's 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 true or not. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know if that's true or not either. Um, th- there there is. And I could have my timeline completely wrong, but there was the infamous 
uh, flu game that uh, uh, that Michael Jordan had. Uh, I think um, I think it may have been during the NBA Finals where uh, he may have uh, he, he had a fever um, or maybe possibly uh, the flu or some kind of food poisoning. Um, so maybe there was a slight allusion to that. I mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, <laughs> it, it, he seemed well enough <laughs> to be in this match. He did. He did, and it's one of his more calmer promos or one of his more calmer interviews over the last few weeks we've seen him mm. very uh, agitated to the point where you suspect he may have uh, had a little bit of Dutch courage when it comes to those interviews but um, this one really kind of sets the the scene for me how he's uh, he's ready to take on, on Sid that he warns him that 70,000 uh, screaming fans are gonna gonna threaten him and that even though he doesn't feel well uh, he'll be leaving as a as a WWF champion. Uh, now, apparently, according to rumor and innuendo, he had actually did have the flu, and he spent uh, most of the day uh, in Vince's office asleep. Yeah, yeah just uh, on the toilet, you know. Just <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I'll be good, Vince. <sighs> just, just, just sucking into my veins. <laughs> 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 Didn't know that that uh, that that bathroom had a such a large mirror in it. <laughs> and, and where did all this flour come from? <laughs> this is confectioner sugar. <laughs> is someone making sweet tea in here? <laughs> but here we are at the at the main event. Though uh, Shawn Michaels looking to regain that. Uh, that that title from from Sarkozy. We also find out that this will be the last time that uh, Lothario will be accompanying Sean uh, because it's becoming uh, a little bit too dangerous. Uh, and a- according to Jim Cornette, it was actually because uh, uh, Lothario wanted nothing much more to do with Shawn Michaels. Apparently, Shawn Michaels was actually a massive dick to to Jose Lothario throughout this storyline. Uh, oh wow. Well. No, surprise, I don't believe surprise. It. Yeah, no. shock, <laughs> shock horror. Um, but yeah, we we start with um, standard kicks and punches. Uh, Sid being the 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 aggressor, we get a, a crossbody. Um, Sid's head being uh, rammed into the mat. Um, again, kind of like a, a lot of uh, uh, the matches that we've seen. It wasn't the best uh, that these these guys can do and I, I don't think it was as good as the the survivor series match that, that we have uh but I, I still think it was uh it was head and shoulders the best non-rumble match on this card uh, i really uh enjoyed it sure michaels has a brilliant way of being this uh this smaller guy against these absolute giant monster heels and and really kind of uh um has great chemistry with, with them and and Sid, we've we've seen over the last few weeks. He, when he has the right dance partner, he can put in a good match, um, and I think that this is this is one of them. Um, so, but uh, eventually, we we see uh, um, basically uh, vengeance with uh, Shawn Michaels um, getting uh, the the TV camera. Hit, uh, Sid hit, hitting Sid with it. Um, we get um, a kick out from from that, but Shawn Michaels follows up with the switchy music, uh, gets the gets the pin, and takes home the 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 WF title. Um, obviously, with him being the hometown boy, this was always going to happen. Uh, mm. We would have sent seventy thousand people uh, 
fuming out of the arena uh, and in Texas. That's probably not a good thing with all the the carry on and the and uh, the guns that that would have been around. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it was kind of like a a good send home for the crowd. Um, a decent match. Sean Michaels uh, as champion. Um, yeah, Tanner give us as a as a San Antonian San Antoniat. Yeah. Give us, give us your thoughts. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's an exciting moment for Sean, and, and unfortunately, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll we'll know more about where we go from here regarding Sean uh, recapturing the title. Um, I I can't feel but a little bit disappointed with the match itself because of all of the the referee shenanigans and Sid desperately trying to keep the title at at any cost. I mean, that that is what he's there to do. He's the champion. He is want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um right. Um but like the multiple referee stuff uh yeah, I, I just was like okay, whatever, fine. Um but yeah, th- I mean this was a this was one of very few occasions that we get where um Vince actually puts over the hometown guy mm-hmm. uh, to, to winning a match. And I don't think that he would have given it to many other people at this time other than Shawn Michaels. Um, so, yeah, well-deserved. Um, Shawn getting the win here. Um, it, it, it felt like it meant a lot in that moment. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, just have to, we'll just have to wait and see, I, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even the, the commentary team are putting over just how important this was, not just to... Uh, Sean, but to the San Antonio in general, uh, I think uh, Jim Ross says uh, the the kid has come home and, and won the title, and then obviously you've got Vince McMahon masturbating under the table whilst going, "Oh my God, Shawn Michaels is the champion again! This is glorious! It's the best day in the history of the world." Um, we actually even see uh, Sean and Vince hug, which. Uh, which uh, kind of uh, shows just how much Vince favours the heartbreak kid. But um, I've got to say I liked uh, Sid in this kind of short run as champion. I've always thought he the title looks good on him. He looks like somebody who would be a champion. It's just a shame he never uh, really kind of committed to wrestling enough to uh, for for a company to put the title on him long term. Um, but yeah, uh, the 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 boy done good. Uh, Sean Michaels leaves um, uh, the Rumble as champion, and as Tanner has alluded to. Is he going to stay champion for long? I don't know. Uh, maybe the booking at WrestleMania kind of makes him lose his smile, perhaps, uh, maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, Danny, uh, what did you think of, of this match? Um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, it was a classic big man, uh, middle-sized man, I guess you can call it, a match. Um, one thing that really interested me was 10 years from now, the uh, Shawn Michaels would be in the main event having a classic with The Undertaker at the end of the 2007 Royal Rumble mm-hmm. in San Antonio, Texas, but not in the same arena. So I wonder if there was any fans that were here at that arena uh, in 10 years to come. So, But unfortunately, he wouldn't win. But yeah, it was a really good uh, really good match. Um, I feel like a lot of fans wanted Psycho Sid to win. Did you get that impression? Uh, I mean, I certainly wanted Psycho Sid to win. I knew that he didn't <laughs> because I may have seen this before. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tanner, as as someone from around those parts, is Shawn Michaels the the golden boy of, of San Antonio that we all think? 
I think that there's certainly um uh, how do I explain this? Um I, I think that people tend to look at Sean's career the second half of his career a lot more brightly than they do the first half of his career. Um and and with good you know, with good reason. You if you watch nineteen ninety six through nineteen ninety seven um, you kind of see Sean all over the place. Um, he's the poster boy for the company at the time. Um, and he does kind of come across as pretty douchey. Um, and then the more <laughs> That's that... That's an understatement. <laughs> the, the more that you kind of, like, I don't know, get to see Sean through 1997 and through 1998, that kind of ramps up a whole lot more. And knowing what we know now about Sean during that time period... I think that that definitely uh, hurts a bit more watching this match back in retrospect. Um, there's no doubt about him being supremely talented. Like, I would even say no disrespect to Bret Hart, but there's nobody on that roster that was more naturally talented uh, than Shawn Michaels at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can totally see where Danny's coming from in that if you watch this match, you're like, well, of course Sean's going to win. Like, why wouldn't Sean win? And then you you kind of find yourself rooting against Sean in spite of this, right? Like, in, in spite of how good of a wrestler that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you don't want him to win because he is... He is good. He is that He is that good. He's he's the John Cena of his time, really. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's not that John I, Cena was a technically good wrestler or anything, but you you see you see what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, it, it's, I don't even think it's it's as black and white as just disliking him because he's good. I think it's more because he knows he's good, yes. and he he plays on that, and he really kind of like riles up the the fans, riles up the other wrestlers because of how good he is. But that's uh that's the nineteen ninety seven uh Royal Rumble wrapped up. Um let's have uh, some overarching thoughts about the the show. Uh is it a hit, is it a miss, or what are some uh, high points and low points? Uh Danny, let's go to you first. Um I'll kind of give give this one a, a thumbs in the middle really because um I thought that this was going to be a terrible show when I put it on, but I was surprised there was um, <laughs> there was a lot uh, that I liked in I there. I thought this was going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I did, really. But, um, yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it for the most part. So it, it, it's not um, something I'll go back and watch, but it is something uh, I enjoyed while watching mm-hmm. it. And Tanner? Yeah, um, I got to agree with Danny here. I would say thumbs, thumbs more in the middle than anything else. Um if you're going to watch anything from this mat, uh, from this show, rather, I would say definitely check out the Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, just for even just for historical purposes, you know, it's it's a it's a solid match. Uh, not the best Royal Rumble that you'll ever see, but it's it's certainly solid and it's and it's different. It's definitely different compared to most Royal Rumbles that you'll see, mm-hmm. especially like. You know, if you like the those classic CMLL wrestlers, um, you know from yesteryear, uh, you'll you'll get a lot of good surprises there. Um, but this is not a mind blowing card that you have to go out of your way to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, if you did, thank you for joining us and watching it along with this show. Right, like thank you because because wow. it, it's if it's if it weren't for you, 
you know, we wouldn't still be <laughs> doing this. Subjected to this. <laughs> no, and I've, I've got to echo both you guys, though. I think it's very much a, a thumbs in the middle, and I think it's actually saved by the Rumble and the main event. Um, I think mm, if you mm-hmm. if you base this off the first four matches, it's a, a thumbs down for me. Uh, nothing in those uh, matches really kind of stands out as, as important. And even in the Rumble, there's a lot of... Um, filler, um, mm. and but there is also kind of some really cool stories and spots that are, are in there, and I think the the finish is a is one of the more unique ones, which absolutely um, makes this rumble stand out a lot more. The main event was was also um, decent without being flashy, um, so yeah, it's definitely a, a missable show. Um, but but uh, if you do go back and watch it. Uh, first of all, again, like Tanner says, thank you. Uh, but but focus on the rumble and kind of give the uh, don't give your full attention to the first, the opening four matches because you will only be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that just sums it up pretty well, I think. So for next week's show, it's uh, the Monday uh, Night Raw after the Rumble, still in Texas. This time, I think we're in Beaumont, Texas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tune in uh, next week to to hear the fallout. Uh, I think uh, this is the episode where Gorilla Monsoon has a has a huge announcement regarding the uh, the the controversy of the Rumble and uh, the the fallout from that. So certainly one to uh, to tune into uh, for that. Uh, but you'll hear that next week. Uh, but that's pretty much it for from all of us here. Let's uh let's go around the horn and and give our socials. Uh, Tanner, where can the the good people listening to this show find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at TexasGentleman underscore. Uh, that's my my personal account. Uh, or you could also uh, follow uh, follow the whole gang uh, o- over on uh, Radio Techers, uh, which is on t- Twitter at Radio Techers. Of course, R A D I O T E K K E R S. We've uh, we've got a, a ton of wrestling content over there. Uh, we do also have uh, some some other presentations. Mags, of course, does five rounds over there on uh, on the YouTube channel and, and on Twitch. Um, and then we've also got uh, Radio Techers. Uh, live football, uh, which covers um, uh, the Premier League and Champions League and the other happenings in the world of, uh, of football. So, yeah, that's a that's a good time as well. So go check that out. And the meat guy, the podcast prince, Scottish Danny. Where can uh, where can people find more of, of you and your content? Thank you for the compliment, Mags. Um, yep, you can find. Oh, it me. wasn't a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that description. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Scottish Juggalo, uh, where I tweet r- r- random wrestling clips all the time. Um, and you can find me on Nitro Nights with the great Cy Powell. Uh, you can find me on One Man's Meet with the great Chris Bellis. And you can find me here because I'll be back next week. Woo! Awesome. Yeah, all these other podcasters coming to try and porch our talent. What is this, 1997 ECW? How dare they? Um, I'm just at jabroni level. <laughs> um, you can also follow um, our missing compadre, Ori, at Ori the Draw on all socials. That's uh, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, go and show us some love uh, 
We we miss her. She's the glue that holds this show together, and we are just floating on a on a sea of shit without her. So yeah, hopefully she'll be back next week. Uh, but as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Podfather Mags. I'm also starting to do the the ticky tocky thing. Uh, uploading little clips from the the podcast I'm involved in on there. I don't know the name of it. Might be Mags All Pods. Might be not. I don't know. I'll 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 chuck a link in the description. Uh, so yeah, definitely come and check those out. Um, I'm also heavily involved, as as Tanner said, over at Radio Techers. We have a, a lot of good fun over there. Really, really proud of that project that that uh, we're building, um, covering the gamut of, of of content, not only to do with wrestling and football and MMA, but also a lot of our um, pop culture stuff and a lot of things coming in the pipeline. So definitely go over to um, the 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 YouTube and the Twitch for Radio Techers. Get yourself subscribed. Click the notification bell so you don't miss any of that content i'm also here on uh, the chair shot with badlands uh, and with five rounds so definitely listen to that and listen to some of the other amazing content here on, on chair shot as well and another group of superbly talented uh, creators both uh, audio and in written which you can find on the website at uh, thechairshot.com uh, whilst you're here check out some of the the merchandise at uh, com slash the chair shot uh, put yourself up uh, uh, a lovely chair shot 316 or uh, Jesus did the job t-shirt uh, some uh, some really cool designs there so definitely go and check them out uh, but that's it from, from us this week uh, we will uh, be back next week uh, covering uh, the Raw after the Rumble uh, so check that out and we will speak to you then always use your head Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.